Welcome to episode 56 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. We're happy to have you joining us today. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. If you're not already a subscriber, we hope you will hit that subscribe button today. Uh, you may want to hit that notification bell as well and you get notified every time a new episode is posted there. We come to you live at noon, but uh, then once it's posted, you can listen to it on most popular podcast platforms when your schedule allows. So we're glad you're here today. And on the podcast each week, we are spending some time looking at the message series that we're doing here at Lakeshore on Sundays, uh, looking at the previous week's message and then previewing the message that's coming up the following week. We have been in a series for the past several weeks called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And this past Sunday, we finished up the series by talking about how Jesus is a friend of the fearful. Now, if you've missed any of this series, they are archived on our YouTube channel. You can uh, go back and catch any of the messages in the series or watch the whole series there. Uh, but last week, talking about Jesus being a friend of the fearful, uh, we looked at an account where Jesus was with his disciples after a long day. Jesus has been teaching. He's been uh, doing miracles. The crowds have been gathering around, pressing around Jesus and as he gets toward the end of that day, he says to his disciples that he wants to get in the boat and go across the lake uh, to the other side. It's the Sea of Galilee that he's talking about there, sometimes referred to as a lake as well. And it was a place that was very familiar to many of those disciples because that was where they did their fishing business, those disciples that worked in the, the fishing trade. And so they were very accustomed to being out on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Let's pick up in the account here in Luke chapter 8 and verse 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him by saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith, he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they, stare, they ask one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. It's an amazing account here of a, uh, of a time where the disciples were scared for their lives, and Jesus intervened on their behalf as a friend to those who were fearful. In this account, there are three incredible transitions that take place in a very short period of time. And they, to me, reflect very much what real life, everyday life is for us all the time, how quickly things can change. The first transition was from calm to chaos. It was near the end of the day. They were tired. They sat out on the boat. Things are so calm that Jesus is able to lie down in the boat and go to sleep. The disciples, when that happens, they're not worried. They're just doing what they normally do. But then it can change so quickly, life can. And on the Sea of Galilee, it still happens today that squalls can come up very quickly. A storm can come up very quickly. Even when the weather looked good when they set out, uh, it can change that quickly. And it changed to a, a period of what seemed like chaos to them. The, the waves were crashing on the boat. So They were so big, so strong, that the boat was being swamped by the waves. And it says they were in danger. This was real. It was real danger that they were facing. Isn't that very much like our lives today? Just in a moment, 
in one day's time and less than that, in the time of one phone call, one doctor's appointment, one time in the car headed down the road. It's, it's so amazing how quickly everything that you thought life was going to be like can change just like that. And sometimes it changes for the better that quickly, but sometimes it changes from calm to chaos. It changes where our peace and our security seems to be gone completely all of a sudden. And it's at times like that when we especially need a friend that we can count on, a friend like Jesus who could get up and rebuke the wind and the waves and bring calm again. There's a, a song that came out several years back uh, that says sometimes he calms the storm and sometimes he calms his child. He doesn't always take the storm away. He doesn't always take away those things that we think are creating the chaos. But he always is there for us as a friend who will help us at those critical times when it seems like everything has changed from calm to chaos. That's why it's so important to know Jesus as a friend that we can call on all the time. And, and the, good, the good news is, is that even when it happens quickly from calm to chaos, it didn't catch him off guard. Uh, he's taking a nap. He's doing fine. It doesn't throw him off. He's not scared. He, he, is, not, he is not surprised by the circumstances. He may be disappointed in our lack of faith sometimes, but he's not surprised by the circumstances that have caused us to be afraid. And he doesn't even necessarily condemn them just for being afraid, but for having a lack of faith that with Jesus there, they could still feel calm and safe and secure. But he showed them as a friend that even when they were afraid and even when they weren't having the faith they needed to have, he was still there for them. Well, then it transitions from panic to peace, of course. Very quickly, when Jesus speaks and everything gets calm again, uh, he can change those circumstances so that we feel a presence of peace even when it's hard to understand why. That's why it says instead of worrying about everything in Scripture and Philippians, we need to go to him in prayer. And then the peace of God, it says, that is beyond our ability to understand will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. It's a peace that the circumstances don't seem to indicate we ought to have. But when you have a friend like Jesus, even when the circumstances are chaotic all around you, there's still the ability to have peace because you know Jesus. You know his power. You know his presence. You know his promises. You know his provision for your life. And those things can give you peace even in the middle of chaos. So you move quickly from panic to peace. And that last transition was from fear to amazement. They, uh, they were afraid. And they, from a world standpoint, you would think they had every reason to be afraid. They're in a storm. The boat seems to be overcome by the waves. And they thought surely they were going to die. But they were amazed that Jesus could just speak to the storm and change everything. All through Scripture from the very beginning, we see the power of God speaking. Just think about the Genesis account of creation. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, and, and it happened when God said it. The scripture says that not a word, a word of his will return to him void. It, it has power. The, the word of God is living and active. It's powerful. God's word is all powerful. So no matter what we're facing, if God speaks into that on our behalf as our friend, 
then he can, even to our amazement, change everything for the better. So that's why God's word is so important to us. We need to have it in our hearts and our minds because when we're panicking, when we are in fear, we need to know what does God say about this? What is God's what is God's word on this issue, on this circumstance, on this fear that we're having? Because God's word is greater than any of the circumstances that we're facing. It's more powerful than any challenge that is before us. And these disciples were amazed at the power of Jesus to simply say the words, and even nature itself had to succumb to his instructions, his commands, the wind and the waves Listen to Jesus. He ruled over them. I finished up the message this past Sunday with four reasons we need to trust Jesus as our friend. And I just want to review those quickly because we need to be reminded all the time of, of why Jesus is such an amazing friend so that we will be willing to put our trust in him. Uh, the first reason is this. He's never afraid of anything. He doesn't have to be. He rules over all. He has all power, all authority, all dominion over all things as the creator of those things. And he's not afraid of any of those things. There's no fear whatsoever. Jesus is able to sleep in a storm. Why? Because he commands the wind and the waves. He doesn't have to fear the storm. He, he's able to be at peace no matter what the circumstances. So when we're struggling with things, we need to know we've got a friend right there with us who's not afraid of anything, and to have him on your side, to have him on your team, to have him as a friend means that because of him, not because of who we are, but because of him, we don't have to be afraid. That's why David was able to go up against the giant. He wasn't thinking about how big the giant was. He was thinking about how big God is. And when you know that about your friend Jesus, you don't have to fear the giants of your life. Well, first reason He's never afraid. That's why it's great to put your trust in Jesus. The second reason is, and I already talked about it a little bit, he's all-powerful. All, he has all power, all authority over all things. What is it that you're facing that you're afraid about, that you're afraid of? He and his power, when you put it up next to the thing that you're afraid of, his power is always greater. No matter what it is, you can list anything, you can name anything, and his power is is still greater than that thing, than that circumstance, than that person, than that, that uh, diagnosis, than that, uh, that, that, that challenge that you think you just can't overcome. He has power over those things. Now, it doesn't mean he's always going to use that power the way we want him to for what we're wanting to have happen because in his wisdom, he knows better than us what he needs to use his power for on our behalf. So we have to trust him that he is someone who's never afraid and that he's all-powerful, but he's wise enough to use that power in the best possible way for us, not against us. The third reason we need to know to trust in Jesus as a friend is because he's always there. He's always present. God says in his word several times, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I, I love being there for my friends and my family. I love that I have friends and family that I know whenever possible, if I need them, they'll be there for me. That's a great feeling, isn't it? It's great to have friends and family members that you know that about. But I know they're limited. I know my limits. I know that even though I would want to be there for my friend or for my 
a family member that I love and care about so much, I would always want to be there for them, but I can't always be there for them because I'm so limited by time and space and the frailty of the human body and all those factors that are at work that limit my ability to always be there like I would want to be. But Jesus is not limited by any of those things. He's God. He's He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And as God the Spirit, he's able to indwell everyone at all times and be present with us always. So we know he will never leave us or forsake us. Sometimes even the people you thought were your friends, when you need them the most, they don't show up for you. And that can be really hurtful, really disappointing. But what you have to know about a friend like Jesus is this. He's never, ever going to do that to you. How do you know we can trust Jesus in that way as a friend? Well, if he wanted to walk away, he had the best opportunity in the world. When he came to this earth and it got to the point where he knew the next step would be that he would be arrested, be beaten, and be nailed to a cross. At any point in that process, he could have simply walked away and left us in our sin. But he never left us. He never left the plan or the purpose of the Father to save us, to redeem us, even when it cost him everything. There is no greater friend than a friend like Jesus, and he's always dependable to be there for you. You can trust that with Jesus. He's proven it by giving himself completely on the cross for all of us. That leads to the last reason that I think we should always put our trust in Jesus as our friend, and that's he conquered the grave. I mean, that's the ultimate, right? That's the number one enemy. That's the enemy we all face. That's the one we don't have any answer for in this world other than Jesus. He's the only one that has shown that he has the power and the ability to give victory even over sin and death in the grave. So I want you to know if he can do that and he's shown that he can, if he can do that for you, nothing you're going to face here on this earth is too big for him, too too hard for him. Even death itself, he's already conquered. I want to tell you, too, it's, uh, if you're struggling with that idea on whether or not he really did conquer the grave, I understand how hard that is to comprehend and accept and maybe believe for some people. So I want to remind you that there's some great evidence to support that claim. He didn't just say that. There's evidence to support it. And, and there's a great body of study that's been done called Christian Apologetics where they've gone deeper into that. I want to recommend, again, a couple of authors to you with some books that uh, help give you the evidence in an orderly fashion that you can go back and begin an examination of the evidence. Josh McDowell and his book, uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, uh, he has a new edition of that that came out several years back too, New Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Uh, And then Lee Strobel's books, uh, one, The Case for Christ, and and others that he's done, are all books that begin to put together in, in an organized way the evidences for the faith in Jesus being who he claims to be and Jesus conquering the grave, as the Scripture says that he did. So I want you, if you're, if you're questioning that, if you, if you are going to be honest about trying to search out the truth, really take time to look at the evidence that is there, because I believe there's great evidence to support our belief, our faith in Jesus as the one who conquered the grave. And if he did that, then that gives greater weight to his teaching, to his Uh, leading to his counsel for our lives than any other teacher that there's ever been because no one else has done what Jesus has done in conquering the grave. So there is certainly good reason to have Jesus 
as a friend to make that choice in your life. What a friend we have in Jesus. Uh, if you have questions about that, be sure you message us. We'll be glad to follow up with you and share more information with you about why you should put your faith and your trust in Jesus. Next Sunday, we're going to begin a new message series uh, called Deeply Rooted. I'm excited about this series. Uh, it's uh, talking about being deeply rooted in sharing, being deeply rooted in faith and prayer and scripture, and deeply rooted in community. Uh, we want you to be a part of this series. If you live in the area, we hope that you will be with us on Sunday in person. But if for some reason you can't be, of course, we'll be live streaming those messages again as well. Each Sunday morning at 9 a.m., we do our live stream. This coming Sunday, though, with the first message on being deeply rooted in sharing, it's especially tied to those of us who may already know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And it's a lead in to the following week which is Back to Church Sunday on Sunday, September the 17th. We want you to be bold and confident and courageous in sharing your faith and your confidence in Christ with others around you. And we want you to invite others to come with you for Back to Church Sunday that next Sunday on the 17th. We've got invite cards available for you to use. It's just a great tool to use to hand to someone and say, hey, I want to invite you to be my guest uh, for Back to Church Sunday on September the 17th. Uh, so we want to provide those for you at either campus. Those are available uh, at the information counter. You can stop by in the lobby there and pick up any more cards if you need those. Uh, and if you're listening and you don't regularly attend church anywhere, we want to invite you to be our guest on Back to Church Sunday. Maybe you got disconnected somewhere along the way. A lot of people got disconnected through COVID, right, uh, where, where churches uh, could not have their regular meetings like we normally would. And Maybe you weren't able to get out and be part of a fellowship. It's easy to get disconnected, but it's really hard to take those first steps back again and get reconnected. We want to invite you to take that step to get reconnected. Now, for those of you that are already part of Lakeshore, here's what you need to remember. Studies consistently show this all the time. Every study that's been done to, to put this to the test says this. The greatest motivating factor for someone who's not connected to church right now, the biggest motivating factor to getting them connected again is the invitation of a friend, inviting them to come along with them as their guest to a church service that they are attending. You have a powerful influence, an opportunity to help someone take those first steps back to being connected again to the body of Christ, the church. So we hope that you will be inviting others to come and join us on Back to Church Sunday. Well, before we go, just a reminder of a few things we've got going on. This coming Saturday night, uh, September the 9th, we're having a night of praise at our Smyrna campus. Uh, it's at 6 p.m. We hope that you will come and join us there. Uh, we're encouraging people. We are collecting food items for those that might be experiencing homelessness. We want you to bring food items with you. Come and join us for that night of praise. We're going to be singing some great music. Uh, members of our praise teams from both campuses will be sharing with us and leading us in music. We'll be sharing some scripture time together and prayer time together. Just a good night to come together and praise God as a church family. Uh, ladies, there's a ladies retreat coming up September the 14th through the 16th. That's out at White Mills Christian Camp. You can register at the kiosk in the lobby of either campus or on our website for that. You need to go ahead and get registered in advance for that. Uh, remember, I said back to church Sunday, September the 17th. We hope you'll invite and bring some people for that. And here at our Antioch campus, we are hosting a, a blood drive with the American Red Cross on Tuesday, September the 19th. 
from 1 to 6 that afternoon. Uh, if you are able physically to donate blood, it's a great way to bless others, and certainly you can save a life by donating blood. We thank you for joining us today for the podcast. We hope that you can join us in person at our services this coming Sunday at the Antioch campus at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, at the Smyrna campus at 10 o'clock, and we live stream at 9 a.m.